0: into A to Z sports prime time on a Tuesday night from the uh, palatial North Nashville estate. I'm Buck rising and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at the Ashton real estate group of REMAX advantage. The official real estate agent of the Nashville predators is where you go. GaryAshton.com, the best in the business for your dream address without the stress or to sell your home for more at Gary Dot com. Of course, you know Two Rivers Ford is the place that new, you need to look for your next used or new vehicle. Certified pre-owned vehicles is what Two Rivers Ford has, as well as the Built For You program at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, Titans OTAs, the first week in the books, we're just now into Phase 3 of the NFL offseason. Phase 4, of course, being training camp and the bulk of the work that will be done there. So what we're seeing now for the first time, just to kind of give you a little bit of a, uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of a taste of what this entails. It has, uh, it has ramped up on the practice fields. You're seeing uh, you're seeing seven on seven work. You're seeing one-on-one drills. You're seeing a little bit of work, offense versus defense, no full contact, no pads, just helmets and uh, basically shells is what they call it, right? helmets, jerseys, and shorts at this portion of the offseason. Really, really light work on a scale of what they are ramping up to, but extended time on the practice field for the rookies and the vets to mix in with one another and to kind of get some live action reps in a way that is meaningful for these guys who have just been added to the team. So there's a lot of different things to kind of Check out there was a couple of players who were not in attendance. Um, you know, just to name a few: Harold Landry, a lot of defensive players, a lot of defensive starters not in attendance today. Not the end of the world. Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons. I did not see. I did not see Kevin Byard. Um, additionally, uh, I don't think I saw Christian Fulton, but I would have to go back and double-check my notes. It does not appear. I did not I did not see him on the practice field. Perhaps somebody else. Caught a glimpse of him because there was a lot more players than has been, you know, through rookie mini camp and tryout and, you know, voluntary, uh, voluntary offseason conditioning to this point. But Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, by the way, also not in attendance. Ryan Tannehill, Austin Hooper, Robert Woods, who I was not expecting to see, or who I was not expecting to see today. We talked about, uh, I, I think we talked a little bit about Robert Woods last night, if memory serves, or maybe I did that on the radio show this morning apologies my memory is not great but Robert Woods there was a video of him participating in day one of OTAs and that was that came as a bit of a surprise to everybody much further along in his progress from the ACL tear um in the uh, in the left knee that he had that seemed you know that would indicate that he is closer to ready to go than we might have otherwise anticipated and then even still more surprising to see him out there again practicing today I thought for sure Mike Vrabel, with the way that he handles injuries, was going to say, you know, if the media is going to be out there, let's not let's not put Robert back out there. But they gave him the green light, and he was ready to go. And he was. Um, he was fun to watch early on in this process. So I want to kind of start with the Robert Woods angle, if we could, on the primetime show. And I want to ask you your Two Rivers Ford take on this Tuesday evening. Uh, the question that I would like to pose to you is this. Your Two Rivers Ford take, big deal, little deal, or no deal. Robert Woods participating in both days, the first two OTAs for this football team. Give me your response in the comment section, and we will discuss at length together, if you would be so kind. It's your Two Rivers Ford take, of course, presented by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. That's where you go for uh, the best car buying experience Humanly possible, the best possible experience, award-winning customer service, as a matter of fact, can be found at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has been operating with honesty and integrity and quality American-made Ford vehicles since 1983, providing you with that award-winning customer service, a non-commissioned sales staff, and not just a great selection of new vehicles and the Built For You program, but also one of the state's largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. Many pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from, they're certified. They come with the Two Rivers Ford Blue Advantage, which means that you get a number of different features to make you feel good, to make you feel confident, to make you trust what you are purchasing. Because if you're going to buy a used vehicle, a pre-owned vehicle, you want to make sure that it is a reliable source that it is coming from. Two Rivers Ford is that reliable source for you, as they have been since 1983. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, uh, big deal, little deal, no deal. Robert Woods, back-to-back practices, OTAs out there on the field. Um, Woods is a leader. Of course he was on the field, Buck, says Richard Dukes. Well, you know, leadership has, uh, Richard, uh, not not of course. Uh, it's, It's got nothing to do with leadership. What, what is leadership going to do to heal a torn ACL? Leadership does jack shit to heal a torn ACL. Leadership has absolutely nothing to do with the recovery, with the physical recovery of the human body. Now, I don't know how he's going to respond to the next two days or to the two days that he's just participated in, right? He has the opportunity to rest, to recuperate, to uh, get treatment if he needs it and to kind of see how his body is is responding to a little bit of normalized NFL work but leadership uh, to cite leadership as a reason why of course Robert Woods would be on the field um you know i think that completely misses the point of why it was even in question whether Robert Woods would be on the field or not leadership leadership can't cure a headache leadership can't fix a, a torn shoulder labrum leaders what, what am i going to do with leadership i can't i can't eat leadership to help in my recovery process i can't You know, I can't put leadership in a a smoothie. Uh, You can eat a W, perhaps, but you can't eat leadership. You can't inject yourself with leadership to help in your recovery process. You can't take a leadership pill to help ease the pain. So leadership, I don't give a shit about leadership. I care that he's out there, and the the ACL, the knee brace that he's wearing, uh, seems to be functioning at a high level. Uh, big deal for Michael Wagner Derek West says wasn't his last game against Tennessee too I would have to go back and look I know it was a I know it was a late November um early December issue and it happened in practice uh I cannot I cannot recall specifically the date of his ACL tear I know it was late in the season and it did not take place in a game uh Chisholm on Facebook live says will he have the brace on during games because its different with that brace off I I have no idea we're entirely too early in the process and Robert Woods did not speak to the media today only Mike Vrabel spoke to well Mike Vrabel and among other players and uh, people at the Titans facility spoke on Robert Woods today but on Robert Woods Mike Vrabel was very brief
1: his experience and in you know different places that he's been you know in his NFL career and what he's done continue to improve I think it's just a You know, he's been a great leader, and then he's just, you know, he's doing what he can do right now.
0: Uh, I think that Mike might have been cut off by when the Titans started the stream, and I think he might have gone into a little more detail there uh, when we pulled it from the uh, the YouTube page for the Titans. The Dadson Worldwide adds, "Buck, you know, he has to mentor all of his apprentices who are lesser than him. Yes, mentorship, very, very, uh, very, very important part of the uh, very, very important part of the." Process at this point. Derek R says that the uh, the audio was very low for Mike Vrabel. I could hear it. Um, I uh, I know that Reed had said that the audio was very low on it. That's a Titans issue. I don't know why they have consistently these audio issues. And we hope that the second Vrabel clip will be more audible for you. But yeah, you might have to crank it up anytime we play a Mike Vrabel clip. Reed is giving me the meh sign is to say whether that is uh, improved. I'll will uh, let me let me play it again for you. I'll I'll speak softer so that you can turn the volume up while I'm speaking softer so I'm not yelling at you and so you can hear from Mike Frabel briefly on Robert Wood's status today.
1: His experience and, and you know different places that he's been, you know in his NFL career and what he's done continue to improve. I think it's just a you know, he's been a great leader and then he's just you know, he's doing what he can do right now.
0: So, great leader, experience, you know, it, uh, again, the leadership has nothing to do with the ACL. The ACL is the thing that you care about. But for for Robert Woods, he is it, is, it is a massive deal. It is beyond massive that he's out there working already for him to make this kind of progress because they need a discernible wide receiver one right out the gate. And I don't feel that it's going to be Traylon Burks. In fact, I think that if you were looking at the wide receiver depth chart right now, It would probably look like uh, uh, Robert Woods if he was, you know, depending on where he is in his readiness, Robert Woods um, is so Jill Morris points out that it was 1113 was his ACL tear. Thank you, Jill, for providing that context. So that would have been directly the week after the Titans played at the Rams on Sunday Night Football where Robert Woods. Had a big game. Um, Yes, from the, uh, from the stand. So that would have been the week of practice after Sunday night football. So direct. And that was uh, very unfortunate because Robert Woods did have a good game. Woods out there made my eyes moist, says Lone Star Titan. It's a good sign, right? Because you've got a lot of uncertainty at the wide receiver spot. Truly you do. And uh, while Traylon Burks works through whatever it is that Traylon Burks is dealing with, I wish I had answers for you guys on that, but we, we just, we can't get anything. Out of this, at this point, um, we're looking at a uh, we're looking at a situation where the Titans just need a discernible one. You have Nick Westbrook-Akina, who is a much better four than he is a one or a two. You have Mason Kinsey, who has you know very 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 well Mason Kinsey and Des Fitzpatrick, very 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 limited NFL experience. Josh Malone is a veteran on this roster, um, but has not had much of an NFL career to speak of. Uh, NWI or Burks wide receiver two says Titan South. Well, it's, it's, it's for sure. As we sit here today, um, it's for sure, uh, as we sit here today, NWI and Donovan remain adds, what does wide receiver one even mean? Is that the X or the Z, right? So, uh, that to use football terminology and, you know, I don't want to botch this because I know that Y is the tight end X and Z receivers, I believe are the outside receivers, uh, in football. When, when, uh, when Mike Vrabel and, uh, when Mike Vrabel and, you know, Todd Downing and all these other coaches who were talking to this, I was listening to offensive line drills today, by the way, and they were going through all these different techniques and uh, different pass block sets and all this different shit that I've been watching this for seven years, listening to coaches talk about this for seven years. And I, and I, I still, it's, they're speaking so quickly with it that if I saw it in front of me, I would, ab- I would be able to dissect it and then understand it. But like when they're rattling it off at the kind of speeds, like it's crazy. Uh still crazy to me. But yes, X and Z are the outside receivers. Um, well, and then as Donovan co- correctly points out, X is bats- backside Z is front side. And that is an important clarification to make. Thank you for that. Um, Buck, is there anyone in free agency we should consider? Says Titan. I mean, Will Fuller is really the only thing that I think would be worth a damn, but I don't know what he's gonna cost. And you're already super tight to the cap. Um, so you know, how it's early before, like I think that as we talked about last night, right? the success of Mason Kinsey, Des Fitzpatrick, Josh Malone, you know, I mean, Derek, I think it's, I think it's Roberson as opposed to Roberson, uh, the Roberson, the offense or the edge rusher Roberson, who was an undrafted rookie free agent out of SMU. He is no longer on the team. The Roberson, Reggie Roberson is the wide receiver from SMU, who is an undrafted rookie free agent. Um, so everything that you look at, and Kyle Phillips is going to factor in in some way, shape, or form. Kyle Phillips has been the most impressive rookie on the field uh, through uh, a month at this point. But looking at a, looking at this situation right now, you know there's a lot that is going to be determined based on the next couple of weeks and how they feel about their wide receiver core moving into training camp. See, depending on what's available out there in training camp, then you'll start to see a little more movement if they feel like they're not secure. They feel like they have internal answers. Uh, We will see how this develops. But Will Fuller's skill set would make the most sense. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the price point for Will Fuller would likely be. Uh, Dylan and Ohio State guy, says Chris Frazier, uh, talking about the the offensive lineman. I must have missed the conversation where the offensive line was brought up. But a massive deal for Robert Woods to be out there on the practice field. Um, Considerable given how thin you are at the wide receiver. Well, let's say we don't know that they're thin. We know know that there's players there, but we don't know how good the players are right now. Uh, All right. Let's talk about Traylon Burks because that was the, uh, that was the kind of the, the the second, I mean, the biggest headline was Tannehill today, but I spent so much time on Tannehill today on the radio and we've talked about the Tannehill shit so much that I think it's just best if we, you can you can read my thoughts about Ryan Tannehill at If you need yet more Tannehill and Malik Willis content, Uh not thin, just really young since Anthony Commodore. I mean, not really, right? Like you're not really young. I mean, Woods is Woods is in his thirties. Burks and Phillips are rookies. Yes, Kinsey's been in the league for at least three years. Des Fitzpatrick has been in the league for two years. Josh Malone has been in the league since two thousand seventeen. Um, racing, I mean, I, I, to, to be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't, uh, racing McMath is, doesn't even factor into the equation for me. And I, uh, uh, you would like to see that kind of develop. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not really young at all. In fact, you're probably, you're probably about in the middle of the pack at this point, as far as the, I would, I mean, I, if I had the ages in front of me, I could give you a median age and kind of compared that to where. The uh, the NFL is in the league, but yeah, like it's not it's not an overwhelmingly young and inexperienced uh, wide receiver. core. Like I said, Josh Malone's been in the in football since 2017. Mason Kinsey was a undrafted rookie free agent in the 2020 season, if memory serves, at a very college. Uh, And he is heading into his third year at this point. Um, We'll see what happens with the wide receivers. But let's talk about Traylon Burks. Right now, I want to ask you this question in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch: How would you describe the Traylon Burks experience so far? Now, maybe you don't have a good uh, a good assessment on this because you haven't been a practice. I've been a practice, and I can tell you what my experience has been. But just out of curiosity, how you have experienced Traylon Burks on this roster to this point? Would love to hear from you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch in the comment section, let me know how you feel about it. And while you do that, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, the Ashton team is the best in the business. They have done business in Middle Tennessee for a, a long time now, helping Middle Tennesseans find ways to maximize their home value if you're in the market to sell as so many people are right now and while you're selling your home you can go out uh you can go out and find your dream address without the stress using the intel that only the Ashton team can provide garyashton.com the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Prime Time that's the place where you should go uh Brandon Williams says and and I'm glad that somebody brought this up because it's a uh you know, before we get into the Traylon Burks thing, um, as I'm listening to you, I'm trying so hard not to think about the 18 kids and one teacher killed at school today in the state of Texas. And uh, we are I, I assure you, Brandon, that we're going to get to that at the end of the show. Now, here's, here's what I'll say, because this is a uh, it's horrifying. I mean, horrifying what happens in the United States of America on a regular basis um, to where uh, things like this are. Things like this are, um, I mean, they're they're impossible impossible to process. And what I'll tell you, uh, what I'll tell you about this, what I'll tell you about this is that, um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to kind of compartmentalize um, when here you you do something what I do, uh, like I do, or what, like what you guys do on a daily basis, and and something like this comes up, and you're trying to find a way to. To process that while continuing to go about your day. And, and sometimes, sometimes you can't go about your day. And I didn't, I don't know anytime stuff like this comes up. And unfortunately it does happen frequently enough to where we have to think about this. Um, you know, I'm never sure how to handle it on, on primetime or, or the radio show. Cause this, this offers this place and the shows are they offer an escape. And so what I'll say to you is Brandon, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, intentionally ignored it. In fact, producer Reed did well to get something from the world of sports uh, on this subject that I, that I had for the end of the show, because I wanted to try and do, you know, it was close to normal show for everybody who was, th- who is, who is dealing with that or thinking about all those things. So I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, seem like I don't want to talk about it because it's not sports related but I you know it's always a delicate balance with these kind of things so get, give me some time brandon and and I, I will I will wrap the show up on that and you know try and do as as best a job I can talking about trailing burks um and silliness that in the grand in the larger scale of things uh don't matter but you know you want to make uh it's it's all it's all really hard to uh all really hard to process anyway. Um, Andrew Boggio says Loki Burks looks better in practice than Buck's shirt tonight. Um, well, Andrew, based on what I'm seeing in your, uh, profile pick what what I can make out of that horrendous org shirt that makes you look like, uh, makes you look like, a uh, guava fruit or something like that. I would not take fashion advice from you in any shape or the, in any way, shape or form. Good God. Um, I, uh, I, I, appreciate your commentary, but this shirt is bad as hell. Like, uh, I look great tonight. I came from a birthday dinner this evening and, uh, I would say that my slides look great. My shorts look great. And my shirt looks great. And certainly I'm not taking, uh, I'm certainly not taking, uh, advice from, uh, from this pear-shaped individual, uh, in full orange regalia that I see in front of me. Um, what a, what a terrible way. I I assume you guys know, I can see your profile pictures. Good Lord. (laughs) Just kidding, Andrew. We love you. We kid because we love, um, but you know, I would say that my shirt looks better than trailer Burks at practice. I would say that is, uh, that's, that's my, uh, that's my assessment right now. So the Traylon Burks thing is tough, right? Because you don't want to overreact and you don't want to say, uh, you don't want to say, you don't want to say, "Well, now is the time to panic." Right? The first-round pick can't get through a practice in in the last uh, in the last couple of uh, in the last couple of weeks. He can't get through his first rookie minicamp practice. He can't get through his um, his second OTA practice. We don't know what happened on Monday because media wasn't allowed out there. All these different things, um, all these different things, you you try and you try and work through and say, "Okay, what's the best assessment?" What's the best assessment that you can come up with? And so just full disclosure, Traylon Burks did not go through a complete practice today. He started out with the team, was in warmups, went through uh, the open field tackling drills. I've got a couple of good good videos of that. Um, Then went inside during the initial part of individual drills, came out and did some individual drills, but did not do all of them went back into the practice facility while they were uh, throwing routes on air from the quarterbacks to the wide receivers. And when we asked Mike Vrabel about this, there's there's precious little clarity that's given, which creates more of an echo chamber for us to, consi- to sit here and consider wondering, why the hell aren't they talking about Traylon Burks? What aren't they telling us? Why can't you, you know, even if it's not allergies, can you just tell us that it's not allergies? So at least that's something that we can rule out Because at this point, we have no idea what the hell's wrong with Traylon Burks if something is even wrong with Traylon Burks. Because, you know, Mike Rabel's not telling us.
2: Uh, Today, is he making progress,
1: uh, in in your opinion, from from last time? Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, in my opinion,
1: um, they all kind of come along differently. You know, we're just trying to make sure that, you know, everything that he does, he's he's continuing to improve. You know, we talked to him, you know, a little bit about ball security, route running, you know, every day just like Malik and Nick and all these guys offensively. There's a lot of terminology. There's a lot of places that they line up, and I think that he's working hard and he's trying to improve.
0: Mike, allergy with some of those issues men? Mike,
1: is that, is that part of the thing that's for him? I'm sorry? Does he
2: have allergy issues? Is that I, a... I,
1: I'm not going to talk about anybody's allergies to pollen right now. I think everybody's got allergies.
0: Oh, uh, which, you know, I mean, he's probably right, right? Like everybody probably has some kind of pollen allergies and Mike's just like, what the hell are you talking about? But, you know, I mean, we don't know, right? It's a reasonable, the allergy question, I don't know. He had an inhaler, which is why we're all trying to figure out, okay, is it a respiratory situation? Could he have gotten COVID recently and he's still trying to get his wind back? All of those would be completely reasonable explanations to just kind of give fans and media who are going to be talking about this stuff and really nothing else here locally until June, when there's no more football to talk about whatsoever until mid June, when there's no more football stuff to talk about Uh, at this point, I I don't just some kind of clarity. Now, you know, Mike has said before, uh, these guys take a little, they're individual, take them a little long to take some take a little longer to bring along than others. You know, some, you know, some guys think they're in shape when they come in because they've been working out with o- their own trainers. There's no way for them to replicate what we're going to have them do when they get here, all these different things, right? Cause everybody has, you know, you've got wide receiver coaches all over the place. you got quarterback coaches all over the place and everybody's got their guy, right? Derrick Henry has a strength and conditioning coach that he works with a trainer that he works with every offseason, And that's Derek Henry's guy. That guy doesn't have access to, probably well I don't know that to be certain but it is unlikely that that guy has full access to everything that the Titan strength and conditioning staff is going to do with Derek when he eventually comes back to St. Thomas Sports Park these are the kind of things that you work through every offseason but you know how I would describe the the Burks Burks experience at this point if you if you ask me to um I would say I would say a situation to monitor that's as that's as reasonable and nuanced as I can be while saying it is not insignificant, not insignificant that he has not been able to complete these practices, but it is also too early in the process to freak out. AJ came into camp his rookie year out of shape. Like And and A.J. Is, is a specimen of a human being, of course. There are players, you know, I could cite any number of players who have come into camp not in the kind of shape that they will be required to be in throughout the course of their professional careers with their NFL teams. Continue to monitor it. We'll continue to monitor it. There's only so many practices that are going to be open to us, so we're not going to get the full measure of how Traylon Burks is progressing. In fact, I don't think we're going to be out there again until... If I read my email right, I don't think we're out there again until June 1st. So there is going to be a, a little bit of a layoff next Wednesday is what the, uh, is what Titans PR told us to likely expect at this point. But, uh, with everything else, with everything else that, uh, that you are paying attention to and all the different things that you're trying to process. Yeah. The Traylon Burks thing is, um, it is a situation to monitor. Uh, don't say that again, Buck Frazier is going to have a nervous breakdown, uh, don't say what again about, uh, about a nervous breakdown. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what, well, Chris, you know, Chris is going to be okay. <laughs> Rabel is the trolliest troll. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good at it, Ben. Turns out he's pretty good at it. <laughs> I, uh, it cracks me up. I think he likes arguing with media and sets you guys up. Well, sure. I mean, well, I don't think he likes doing media generally. Like I think Mike on somebody with, when you come, when it comes to football coaches, um, when it comes to football coaches, guys who who maximize their efficiency at any given point in any given day and any wasted second of their time is something that they could be doing to improve the football team. Yeah, of course Mike's not going to like doing media as often as he has to do media. But, um, you know, I mean, as we try and get answers for you guys, because it's not just us, I mean, I don't care what's wrong with Traylon Burks or what may be wrong or what may not be wrong with Traylon Burks, like other than it, you guys are going to ask me questions about it. And I want to give you and I want to give you as, as good a possible analysis as, as I can. and you know when when we can't even get beyond, I'm not going to talk about allergies and if that's the kind of questions that we're asking like I don't know I don't know where you're going to go. So we'll see I, I think that I think that the Burke situation is at this point a situation to monitor. don't freak out, don't bury the kid, give him some time and let him figure it out as we go along. Uh, so I want to wrap up. Uh, I want to wrap up tonight's show with uh, on a on an unfortunately somber note. Um, at this point, with everything that has happened uh, in the state of Texas today, a school shooting, eighteen children, two adults, according to law officials as of uh, as of about an hour ago with ABC News, because um, because with with everything else with everything else that's going on right now it's tough to kind of you know just just transition into stuff like this and i don't like to i don't like to come come back and say well this is a sports show we only talk sports and and this has no bearing on what the subject matter is even as it is a tragedy that everybody feels the ripple effects especially when you talk i mean 18 18 children children right and so I got a couple of I got a couple of questions about this or had a couple of people bring it up in the comment section and I I did not want it to go undiscussed on the show and I I asked Reed to to get something from the world of sports that he felt was was commentary that would that would really get across the message and the hurt and the pain and the disgust and the anger and all the different emotions that we as a country and, you know, I mean, as a, as a world feel anytime things like this happen, um, because there is no explanation for it. And at some point I think that, and I'm not here to make any kind of political statements or gun control or any of this. Like, I don't, I don't have the, I'm not smart enough to, to be in that world. I'm not, I don't have the capacity to give better solutions than the people who are tasked with all of this right and but it just it seems like there has to be some kind of solution that is found to mitigate these issues in a way that we clearly and obviously have a problem with it in the United States of America um a problem a a deadly problem uh with it and you know I'm sure we'll find out more details about the uh the individual who was who was the school shooter it was it's my understanding based on the reporting that it was an 18 year old Um, an 18 year old, I mean, still a kid basically. Right. And who shot his grandmother in addition to going on this school shooting. I I don't, I want, I want you to, I, I can't, I can't give you the kind of insight and depth that I think this requires. Um, but I'd like you to hear some comments from Steve Kerr on it, who is just exceptional when it comes to these larger societal ills that all of us deal with and that few people have the intelligence and and really the platform and the ability especially steve kerr whose family comes from an international diplomacy background um i think i think that this is worth ending the show on so that's how we're going to end it with these comments from steve kerr uh, we'll be back and we'll we'll do the damn thing on uh wednesday night and thursday night and we'll get back to you know more uh light fare and um you know and hopefully we'll we'll find some way to find some way to mitigate these kind of issues that continue to pop up just with such frequency that you're almost, you almost get numb to it. And then you listen to somebody like Steve Kerr talk about it and it, it really, it really crystallizes a lot.
2: Um, I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, Any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot around, fourteen children were killed four hundred miles from here. And a and a teacher. And in the last ten days, we've had. Elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed. In Southern California, and now we have. Children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm am so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on HR 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go play a basketball game. And and 50 senators in Washington are gonna hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check. 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough.